welcome to Slackerwood.com podcast, an interview with Angelo Moore and Norwood Fisher of Fishbone for the movie Everyday Sunshine, The Story of Fishbone. I wish every day the sun would shine, take me to another place in my life. I'm Debbie Serta with Slackerwood.com. It's a local Austin film website. Okay. Uh, we're here today with Angelo. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> so uh, tell me a bit just about you being here in Austin to promote Everyday Sunshine and the uh, story of Fishbone. I mean, how's it feel to be here, you know, rocking the stage tonight at Emos and Well, it reminds me of last time we was here with the Bad Brains. Bad Brains played. We played South by Southwest with the Wu-Tang Clan and some other people. Erica Badu, I think, was one of them. And so, and I remember coming here to Emo's, that's right across the street there, and uh, uh, Bad Brains was playing, and, and Off was playing. That's uh, Keith Morris's band, Nick Circle Jackson. Okay. Yeah. The streets were full of people. Okay, uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. So now in Texas, we saw the effect of your band's formation on the local music scene. There are a lot of bands here such as uh, Retarded Elf. I saw a desegregation of music. Or what are your comments of the impact that Fishbones had that the formation was during a time of desegregation on uh-huh. a different level, but it was very noticeable, the influence of music. We didn't really pay any attention. We weren't really even paying a lot of attention to that desegregation stuff. Even though it was around, we had all the music that we were playing to just take our minds off of all of that. So, you know, all the different music we were playing and stuff, it didn't really... We could be free with the music, see. We could play any kind of music that we wanted to, and nobody would tell us any different, you know, at least, well, probably not until later. And then we still said, well, we're still gonna keep on playing this music the way we like it because it feels good, man. It feels good to play all those different genres of music. You know, it's like playing the same kind of music is almost like having one tree, one species of bird or a tree as opposed to a, a, a many of them, many different ones. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do our music like that. It's a lot of different genres and we like to play it as long as it's feel good music. Mm-hmm. Music without boundaries. So you, you weren't just crossing the lines of, I mean, you know, when I talk about the desegregation music, I mean the seeing bands where you have a mixture of folks from different ethnicities that before it'd be the white boys played rock and the black boys played funk and all of a sudden you see this mixture in the bands here in Texas, yeah. but then also on the dance floor. Um, at y'all shows, you'd have this where you're teaching, I think you said... Well, it's starting to get more mixed with people. The colors and the cultures of people are starting to get more mixed, although it is still a predominantly white crowd. Uh, more people of color are catching on. Thank God, it's about time. What about the challenges of being in a band that a lot of folks say is best appreciated live? When you get over the age of 30, being on the road and being away from family can be a bit more challenging. Uh, what you know? How's that for you? I just cherish the times I get with my daughter when I'm at home. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a whole visitation thing where you, know, you see you get your kid with court visitation. So that's the ugly part. But the beautiful part is I get to be a part of my daughter's life, you know, some of it. And, and uh, she plays, you know, a good thing about it is she plays music. She plays saxophone. She writes poetry and stories. She draws art. So she's she's an artist just like me. So that's good. It's good that she's on the, the Angelo autopilot. Mm-hmm. 
So do you give her advice often on uh, a musical career, or is it just you kind of let her... Well, not too much. I'm just letting her find out. You know, it's good that she wants to play music and do art and write poetry and stuff, just like me. And so it's good that she already has that in her. And she's going to have to find out her own experience, you know, from the music, too. It's like I could always tell her my experience, and she can, she can take it for what it's worth, but she's going to have to experience it on her own. But I could definitely give her as much knowledge and help as I possibly can when it comes to music and the music business and stuff like that. I'll definitely be there to help her. Some musicians don't do that for their kids. They just throw them out to the... Throw them out to the wolves and say, okay, I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> Not me, though. And that's something really that comes across in the film, at least to when I saw it, was just that that quality of the time that you spend you know, with your daughter. I really admire that. Um, yeah. So what, what's it like to hear the praise? I mean, you've seen the film. What's it like to see that and hear the praise from folks, you know, predecessors like George Clinton? I mean, you guys were long-term... And, but then also you've got Gwen Stefani, a flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Ice-T, who talks about it. And so for you as being a band and doing what you want to do, but then seeing all these folks, I mean, is how much of an of a influence is that on you? As about those other bands? About, yeah, about George Clinton and Flea and just how they all, you know, well, I'm support. Well, I'm glad they're in support. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's, that's the way they help us out, you know? Mm-hmm. They... they uh, said their piece for the movie and it was a good piece what they said very helpful man you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that those artists a lot of people look up to them you know mm-hmm. you grew up with those yeah. guys in a lot of ways too. mothership yeah yeah i grew up a lot on funkadelic mm-hmm. parliament funkadelic and, and all of that stuff you know that and, and it doesn't whole area sly stone and bootsy and funkadelic and James Brown, that whole soul era. You know, and Flea, and no doubt. And, uh, and Gwen Stefani. We all grew up around the same time playing music. You know? So, they definitely understand. They've been there too, and Ice-T too. That, that's what I found uh, also very compelling was uh, interview portions with you and uh, Norwood, but as well as though, just Ice-T and Flea, when they spoke, it's like very engaging things they did there's some the damn smart men just yeah. experienced and to, to see them speak and support and put that out there i just yeah. was really impressed oh yeah so overall how do you feel about everyday sunshine you know how do you how did your has your mother seen the film uh, is everybody happy and pleased with getting to show a little love for for fishbone um everybody's happy to see the movie out glad to see the movies in existence you know the movie the movie gives us possibilities of just being seen by a whole different level of audience it's the movie going audience everybody goes to movies don't go to live shows Mm -hmm. see and so you know we hear it from different people here and there with the question and answers you know a guy last night said wasn't for the movie then he wouldn't have known about Fishbone so now he's gonna go see the band how's that make you feel makes it feel like it's you know uh, finally a door is open and a door or window is opening somewhere in the house <laughs> so you and you mentioned about that being a door opening there 
I saw when I, when I came in, you, you had, you're talking about Skype, I and mean, you had every, all your technology. Um, I do oh, want to know. when I was back to talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on the digital age? Do you think that's something that's going to help or hinder uh, Fishbone, both as a band from the music aspect, and when you start talking about digital and the impact of well, music and film? It has definitely helped the human race. It's definitely helped Fishbone. It's definitely helped me. Shit, I can set up anywhere and record. Matter of fact, on my whole solo record I got coming out, I got a solo record coming out called The Angelo Show. It's called Dr. Mad Vibe Presents. Dr. Mad Vibe brings you The Angelo Show. The Olegna Phenomenon, which is a journey into self-discovery. And so I recorded pretty much the majority of my, my CD with my computer, working in Logic. Got my mic, I got my inbox, I got my computer. I set it up anywhere. I set it up in the trailer, the bus, in the bathroom, somewhere in the club, and I can record as opposed to having to go to somebody's studio and, and do it. You know, although technology nowadays, even though it gives you a lot more, it's not as organic as it was before it all came into play. The sounds, they're not as organic as, and as thick as you would get with a two inch tape or an LP or a wax, you know, listening to wax. You don't get that kind of stuff. And it's really small, it's a small thing to notice. But you can tell if you're from the era of rotary phones and phone booths and analog tape and stuff like that. You can tell, you can feel it. You can feel a lot of the low end, a lot of the low end is missing, not like before, and a lot of the warmth in the mixes, you know. MP3s, Short wave, short attention span, abbreviated thinking, that's the age we're in now. Abbreviated thinking and abbreviated marriages. I was a part of I was a part of the age of the abbreviated marriages. Yep. Well, I have to say that's that's very insightful. I think I often talk to people about there's a loss of folks who didn't grow up with vinyl, of the experience of putting an album on and letting it go through the entire side. Uh Because with technology and digital, you go, oh, I don't like this, oh, I can skip this song. And then a lot of times people don't give the song a chance. That's right, don't give a song a chance to hear it all out, you know. And I remember, you know, having a having a record player and putting a record on. If I didn't like a song, I picked pick the needle up and put it on another one, you know, if I, if I really wasn't feeling it. But overall, the feeling, you know, the feeling of it, vinyl, and the signal of the music that it gives is a lot wider and deeper than digital, you know. It's a trip. You go into a, uh, you go into a studio and have a session in there, man, and, you got all these different computer gadgets just to get a sound of like a, a Fender amp. I suppose just going and renting a Fender amp. I've seen that a couple of times. But you know what though? It's all in like, it's all in a new age, you know? It's all in compact. Well, I really appreciate your time supporting Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone here in Austin and Slackwood.com and Austin Film Society, uh, the screening that uh, y'all had last night uh, was for a local nonprofit and film supporting the film here in Austin. So, really appreciate you being here. Any last words? Oh, okay, I want to say some poetry. Okay. Um, it's about. Uh, let me see which one I should do. Okay, so this is about. I'm gonna dedicate this to Wall Street. For those who got feet left, for those who got toes, for those who have arms left attached to your hands. 
Here's a reason when here's a reason for the righteous one to take a firm stand against the Mack truck. They hit you from the back with no warning but a sure enough preemptive attack for the post-nuclear soundtrack of the survivor's plan. Gas mask and camel pack for man and woman. Electrolyte papoose for your children. Still got a head for your shoulders to sit and your reproductive, reproductive system ain't blown off yet. For those of you who didn't have to bend and beg, please, when, in, when discouragement and disenchantment take the lead. Chemical bomb threats, paranoia, and fear. The plutonium flesh-eating culture swing is here. So with that voice box within your neck, come on and join the remaining set for this post-apocalyptic pre-op nuclear dirty. Bomb smuggle-uggle and full-scratch Richter. Hair trigger-pulling, red-button-pushing, Babylon sabotage, musical revolution. All the laws have changed. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Between the head, sand nigger, and the redneck teabaggers, big dukeroo. One's gonna be a butthurt sore loser while the other one rules. I ain't choosing either one because they both got bombs in their shoe. Fit for a plane jacket and a sitting duck is you. War in the foreground but friends behind your back. Stuck in a sticky stuck in a big money stack. Mack truck with a big red star. Mack truck move your car. Mack truck pedal to the metal bitch. Mack truck knock you in the ditch with no warning but a sure enough plan. This is the music for the post-apocalyptic nuclear plan. I got a 20-headed strip for your heart so that the Mac can stick from the start. Government-funded rims and skirts because I got to have bling while I'm doing my dirt. Pay lug lugging behind me oversized so for those who got feet, step to the side. Chrome hooded on the grill of my teeth. I'm a Peterbilt bully and a certified thief. 18-wheeler blitterating still hoofed Rolling smoke, cause I see that there's a bear in the bush. Cruising laid back, cause there's a rattler in the snake patch. That's that terrorist we trying to catch. Petroleum highs, burning holes in my pockets. Playing it cool, black flies over my eye sockets. High profiling, solo mag bully busting. Oil bandage dropping bombs and ethnic, ethnic cleansing. You can mag a dog off a meat truck if he got tacked. You can mag a stack of facts on how to roll like a mac. Wide load rolling down the road, drinking Satan in a bottle, on a mission from the Lord, in full throttle. Mag damage assessment, in the dead of night, incontrovertibly dogmatic in broad daylight. Strong with your wrong and your genocide plight, dropping big poo-poo, so hold on tight. It's the big dukeroo, it's delivered to you, so you better step up or it's gonna run over you. For those who belong, for those who believe, for those who can relate, it's not too late to fight the Mack truck. They hit you from the back with no warning, but a sure enough preemptive attack for the post-nuclear soundtrack of the survivor's plan. Gas mask and camel pack for man and woman. Electrolyte papoose for your children. That's it. There we go. That was amazing. That was Stop incredible. That to the Wall Street phenomenon over there. That was, that's spreading everywhere. That was priceless. That was. Thanks. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Really pleasure. Up next, an interview with Norwood Fisher of Fishbone. Part two of our podcast interview for Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone.
I'm Debbie with Slackerwood.com here in Austin, Texas. And with me today is Norwood Fisher from the band Fishbone in town for performance and Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone documentary, which screened as part of a Austin Film Society special screening. Uh, welcome. Hi, Debbie. It's so nice to be here with you. Well, thank you. It's so nice to meet you as well. <laughs> Everyday Sunshine, how did you enjoy that film? Well, you know what? Enjoying it is, is a weird thing to to say because at the end of the day, it's like a big home movie on steroids. You know? It's like... But... I, honestly, when I look at it, I'm I'm just happy that, like, I can look at it and say, the directors didn't distort the picture, like, they didn't add, uh, they didn't add a whole lot. They didn't take away a whole lot. I can stand by everything I said. You know, there was sometimes I where I was, I, you know, they gave us choices to where we could change some things and there were some things like I was like I could have said that different but honestly at the root of it I meant what I said you know and if somebody got it wrong it wouldn't be the first time somebody got me wrong so you know and if I look bad you know I ain't I ain't trying to look that good anyway I don't you know I'm not that vain so whatever it's, it's, I'm happy with the with the end result and what did your mom think of it? Well, her first reaction was, "Well, what about all the good stuff that Fishbone did? Like it's all like she saw that she saw the that it was a, a lot of uh, angst and and kind of dark, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, but she's seen it a few times, and and I think that she kind of gets what is what is that you know it." It's not a fluff piece, you know, and that's I think, and I think they they rolled the the, the Chris and Lev the the directors, they actually rolled the fine line between, because there's a lot of people giving us love in it, you know, and so they they ran a fine line between like it could have been a fluff piece, but it's not a reality TV thing either. It's not Jerry Springer, and so they they. In my opinion, they did it really tastefully, and maybe I'm not the one to judge. But I think from thus far, people, other people's reaction, that they that they ran that line rather well. You see a lot of of that uh, almost personal tragedy. The band trying so hard to be democratic, but everybody have their still have their separate identity. And as a viewer, I felt that you. I felt that they did an excellent job of engaging the viewer and wanting to see Fishbone succeed. Is that what you thought you would want people to take away from this? I think maybe maybe the, the, that's uh, the awesome way that the directors guided the story. And I didn't know what I wanted people to see. Like, honestly, all I did was let my ass hang out, you know, and, and allowed them to, to do with it what they thought was best so I didn't know what to expect I you know I wasn't gonna try to become a co-director I knew that from the beginning you know I would just allow and be as non-judgmental as possible you know 
And and I think that me and Angelo and maybe anybody else involved, I think that's why it, it turned out well is because we didn't come in and pick it apart. And we allowed them to do what they saw as the vision. It, was, it could have been disastrous in, the, in different hands, maybe. And so everybody is just very fortunate that the chemical combination of elements didn't explode in our face. So I asked this question of Angelo. I'd like to ask you as well. What do you think as far as um, this film and you being on the road right now as far as engaging new audiences, um, serving the, your, your previous fans, you know, how is this going to, you know, how do you feel the role is of the film with your music? Just the mere existence of the film is going to make people curious about the band. You know, maybe there are people who will maybe only see an ad in the local paper that there's this movie. And they'll investigate the band. That is an amazing phenomenon, and we will benefit from it. Much less, at every showing, there will be somebody who's never heard of the band or or only heard of the band, but never was curious enough to see it. Every showing will have some people on that level. We'll gain new fans, people who will want to see the band live, people who will only see the movie and go out and buy a CD and never come to... Like, it'll be all different levels. You know, and and maybe some people will be like, I didn't get the band in the first place and I don't get them now, but man, that was a crazy story. So... It, it makes me, it's, it's all positive, no matter how it is. No matter how you slice it, it's still coming up nuts. I mean, you know, I was a Fishbone fan back in the day, but within the first five minutes, you know, I was a little wondering, is it going to be just uh, this whole wall of sound for the whole time of, of having it be a little overwhelming for someone who's not wanting to see a music documentary, but it was nothing like that. And I think a lot of it is attributed to you as working on the uh, score for that. That within five minutes, I found myself, you know, kind of wouldn't just get up and just shake it. What do you have to say about that, about working on the score for this film? You know, that was actually, as a producer, I was really excited about the opportunity to do that. I mean, they could have got anybody to do it. And very fortunately, you know, we had actually, because we did a, we did a, a David Arquette, his directorial debut. It's called The Tripper. Fishbone was in it, and we did some additional music for it. So we had a little bit of experience recently. And we also did some music for the movie Tapehead with Tim Robbins and John Cusack. But that was a long time ago. So so we were like, we we're kind of in that groove and not very far away from the David Arquette experience when we went into doing this. You know, a lot of it, a lot of that was actually just giving the directors what they thought they needed. You know, like they actually directed us on what they needed and and a few places they left it up to us but but just only a very few so it was a good experience though i can't wait to the next movie i'm looking forward to it do you have any other projects coming up doing film scores no but i'm vying for a position right now it actually has been something that i have wanted to do like i wanted to i want to score movies as part of of that dream of mine like you know i sit up and i i do a lot of writing on my own and and I explore all manner all kinds of music you know from classical and baroque you know to 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 like you know very computer generated stuff that I wouldn't even think was nowhere near appropriate for fishbone but but I try to just create 
and and even if I uh, even if I start creating something and, and I honestly don't like it, I just try to complete it. And I think like, yeah, there may be a home for it as a jingle, as a piece of additional music for a movie, some scoring or whatever. Yeah, we really appreciate you being in here in Austin and supporting um, the Austin Film Society and Austin Film Community and music community because Fishbones had such a large influence on the music scene especially in Houston and Austin. So, you know, we appreciate being here. And how has it been for you to be in Austin and the reception that y'all have gotten? Well, Austin has classically been like Fishbone's oasis in Texas. (laughs) It's like, you know what? We get a lot of love wherever we go. But Austin is special. Like, we took a lot of LSD in this city. Ate a lot of mushrooms. I don't do drugs at all anymore in my life, but I appreciate those times and the people, you know? We've made, we had a, a lot of good friends in the city of Austin, and the audiences have always had the most amazing energy, you know? Houston as well, but actually there's some experiences in Austin that cannot be topped by any city in the world. <laughs> this is so wonderful to hear. I swear if I could stay here all afternoon and talk to you about just the, that aspect of it as well. But uh, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Slackerwood Podcast with Angelo Moore and Norwood Fisher of Fishbone. For Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone. Thank you for supporting Slackerwood.com.